calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hello. Hello. Hello! Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast, podcast 124. Wow. Uh, I know, that's almost on 125. Nearly. Almost. almost. <laughs> There's an one away. Couldn't really this time be next week it'll be 125. Imagine that. Imagine that. One and a quarter centuries. I know. It's like each week we get one older. We do. That is amazing. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I am the voice of reason, otherwise known as Alex Simmons. <laughs> uh, you're the voice of boredom, Stuart Reed. Oh, hello. Chris Tilly. Hola. <laughs> the voice of Spain. <laughs> Mexican, Mexican crystalline. Si, senor. Uh, Booming Creeper. Hello. Kez McDonald. Hello. And we have Bex back on the park. Uh, podcast. <laughs> park <laughs> park. <laughs> Welcome back, Bex. How you doing? I'm good. By popular Thanks. demand, though, as well. Yeah. If you can say podcast, you're doing better than Alex. <laughs> Try it. <laughs> podcast. There you go, brilliant. There we go. That was very well done. Podcast. You are. <laughs> I'm trying to speak a bit posher. Hey, Bex, what's it like to be by far the most popular person on the podcast now? Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm, yeah. uh... Yeah, pretty good. Chuffed. Brilliant. Yeah. There's a bit, a bit of feedback from Ali John here. I'm writing to you to please get Bex back on the podcast. Please. Another please. She makes the podcast even better, and she's my favourite person on the podcast. <laughs> Using podcast and please quite a lot. Yeah. A lot of other <laughs> listeners will agree with me. Aww. So please get her back on the podcast. <laughs> well, there you well, go. Thanks, Alid. So has anything exciting happened in your world since you've last been on the podcast? Um, what free stuff have you been given? You're always getting mm. free stuff. You get a lot of free stuff. You got some good free stuff today. Did I, oh, we got a birthday cake today and some party hats and um, some jelly. I saw you wearing two party hats at once. It was pretty ambitious. Yeah, it's been a pretty good day. And it's not even your birthday. <laughs> Virgin Media's birthday. Nice plug. That's exactly <laughs> That's what I want to What do you want by this, this time next week? V-Box. TiVo. <laughs> <laughs> you also get yeah, some ball testicle pies. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Got the uh, ball, balls, ball balls pie. Pies. Got the what, sorry? They're still festering away in the fridge. Nice. Pies. Pies. Testicle pies. pies. Testicle pies. That's what it was. Right. It looks bollocks. Oh, oh, dear. And it's still in the fridge from when? Uh, what, like quite a while ago. Will's been, uh, Will's been excited about them for the past fortnight. Oh my god! <laughs> Apparently, it's an aphrodisiac to eat a pair of bulls bollocks in a pie. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Seemed appropriate. I don't know <laughs> when is a trombone appropriate. If not you know a what? testicle when pie. A trombone I can't see that being an aphrodisiac for the bull. Or really for anyone. <laughs> yeah. anyone. <laughs> what would you think if like, somebody cuts you a, a bollock pie for a Valentine's Day? It right. depends if the bollocks are just right there in the middle or if they've been yeah. like mushed up with the rest of the pie okay. ingredients. Enough of this bollocks. Right. <laughs> oh, very good. Uh, Alex, I, come on. <laughs> what are you doing? I was just talking about, I was going to talk about what we've been up to, but it's not really. It's an, a, again, a new arrival. Oh, yes. And Big Daddy has turned up in our office. And not the wrestler from the 80s. Not, not the wrestler, <laughs> Shirley, whatever his name was. Crabtree. <laughs> not Shirley Williams. But apparently, because uh, he's fairly large, as you would expect a big daddy to be, but he scared the shit out of the, um, the night security guard who just came up to our floor, didn't realise it was there. 
That would be quite terrifying. <laughs> how big, how you, big is it, would you say? Eight foot? Yeah. Eight foot, yeah. three yeah. Krupas tall? Yeah. Funnily enough, the picture of me next to the Big Daddy always reminds me of those diagrams you see in natural history books of like illustrating how big the dinosaur is. And there's a little tiny man next to the T-Rex. <laughs> and I'm the little tiny man. Yeah. I'm a tiny man. A little right. tiny man to our big Are daddy. You? Yes. Little tiny man. Are you insecure? Yeah. Should we get you on the sofa on the podcast? <laughs> Find out what your problems oh, are. Oh, bollocks. I forgot to bring the tape measure in. Oh, yeah. That would have done wonders for my self-esteem. You could just stand on a box. I've had some. Whoa, wait. What are we measuring? Yeah, the, the circumference of your head. Okay. If only it was the 70s, you could just wear platform shoes everywhere and it would all be fine. <laughs> yeah, I tried to get away with the Cuban heel ones. Yeah, <laughs> Cuban heel some, and pimp hats. I've had some positive feedback that you're back, though. Okay. On iTunes, uh, Chris Down Easter says, good to hear that uh, Krupa is back because he missed you. Oh, uh, but that. he asked me to make a promise because every time a podcast member ups and outs more than two weeks, he gets a sick feeling of bereavement because, obviously, Orlando, Matt, and then Martin disappeared. They were shot. They were shot. Yeah. <laughs> they were back and shot. Um, and unfortunately, I missed. Uh, so you're back Great. on the podcast. Yay. Well done. Just grazed the left ear. We okay. also we also had some visitors this week, didn't we? Today yes, we did. In the office. Oh, yes, we did. <laughs> we, <forgot> that. <laughs> we had some stormtroopers and Darth Maul come in. Darth, Darth Maul came in. Yeah. Yeah. Darth Maul's let himself go a bit. He has a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. And also our office He's been on the testicle pies. <laughs> the heating's broken in our office at the moment. Tilly's wearing a, a scarf. It's mm-hmm. really cold, so we've got lots of mini heaters on. So Darth Maul's makeup started to run. He had a little mini fan. Really? <laughs> Just cooling did, himself yeah. down. Yeah. Just cooling himself that's down. Now that's from the movie. He does that in the it movie. in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a minute. <laughs> but that's very exciting because uh, Phantom Menace is out this week and you'll be seeing it. You're going to see it tonight with Tom. You tell us what you think of it in 3D next week. Yeah. You excited? No, I'm kind of <laughs> dreading it. No. I'm really dreading it. I'm looking forward to the Jewel of the Fates fight at the end. Yeah. The rest of it I couldn't give a shit about. Why don't you just go to the pub and then I'm turn t- up like t- t- two hours later? <laughs> yeah. Watch it through beer goggles rather than 3D probably goggles. Two, two yeah. hours later I'd probably just stay in the pub. Yeah. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. take some tinnies in. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever do that? Uh, I used to. Mm. No. Take tinnies into the cinema? Yeah. yeah. Not, not a press screen. What do you mean no? You've done that with me lots of times. At least twice. Wait, take a glass of wine in from the bar. No, oh. I'm talking about a six-pack of special brew. Yeah, yeah, special brew. <laughs> I would take beer in, but I will take it a glass of wine. She takes in a three-litre white lightning and a curly straw. <laughs> <laughs> and some minstrels. <laughs> what? <laughs> minstrels, minstrels, <laughs> chocolates. <laughs> I don't know. I'll leave that open to interpretation. Ex- yeah. Shall we move on to the news? Yeah, probably best. So anyway, Psychonauts 2. Might be on the cards. Well, at least if the uh, creator of Minecraft has his What way. do you think about Psychonauts 1? Do you know what? It's a brilliant that... game. Oh, oh no! <laughs> what was that? Oh, was that? <laughs> Who was that? That was me in <laughs> 1991. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Anything else to say? Well, lots, actually. I've got... I've... What, what were the graphics like? Because I thought... The graphics are very 80s. <laughs> the, gra- <laughs> the, the graphics are very P45. Oh, oh, no. For our listeners there, you should explain who that's excruciatingly dull. <laughs> <laughs> you should explain what that is, Al. Awesome. Uh, I was on I Games lot, Master yeah. many, many, many years ago. That and was, what a was television Games show. <laughs> oh, God. So I think for a lot of our games show, yeah, I guess, yeah. I think a lot of our listeners would be really interested because I grew up, like, loving Games Master. I right. used to watch it every single week, like. Yeah, oh. I guess, was was it the first show about video games? TV yeah, show? I guess it was the first TV show about video games. Yeah, yeah. Channel 4, I, honestly, was it, I think it was 1990 or maybe 91, I can't remember. I know we're taking the piss, but I'm actually really impressed that you were on Games Yeah, it's pretty yeah. exciting. Yeah. Were you on it often or was it just that? Uh, I was on two episodes. Two episodes. Yeah. And what, we, that was a review of Krusty's? Krusty's Cru- Super, Super Fun House and something else. I Have you got the other one? I haven't got Prob- them all, no. What? I've cut them down into sort of... Hilarious <laughs> What do you think about Kill- um, Kilby's muscles? It's so massive, it could be going for ages. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't sound like that anymore. No, you don't. No, you it's don't. really weird. I didn't it's recognize about, you at all. This that. is my favorite one there. As well as a bit of platform to boot. Oh, the, the taboo bit. I know, I know. Taboo. Yeah, right. <laughs> Tell you what, when you're doing television, let's see how you perform, <laughs> shall we? Oh, it's a blooper, blooper reel. Lovely stuff. Anyway, what was I talking about? Yeah, Psychonauts 2. Psychonauts 2. So, um, uh, I forgot his name. Notch. What's his real name? Marcus, Marcus Pearson. Pearson, thank you very much. Uh, has uh, reached out to Tim Schafer, head of Double Fine, and said, let's make um, Psychonauts 2. Sorry, it's completely thrown me. Psychonauts 2 happen. Uh, but that pretty much is it. Uh, but apparently, uh, Schafer has pitched 
Psychonauts 2 to a number of publishers already, but so far no one's taken the bait. Kezra, have you played Psychonauts? Yes. And I love is Psychonauts. It, is it really the most... Because everyone goes on about it, and I haven't played it. It was one of the best platformers of its time, but the right. thing is, it's it's It's, it's a brilliant shit. game. That's <laughs> it, yeah. It is a brilliant, brilliant game. It's it's the uh, it's the whole kind of setting rather than... The, it's, it's quite an annoying platformer, but it's like an annoying platformer set inside insane people's minds, right? which is pretty rad. Mm. So that's there good. Go. I've, sorry, sorry I've, just, I've got a little game that I'm going to play. I've got a number in my head, and if you hit that number of times... Of of uh, funny things of me that you say I'm going to hit you in the face is it one more <laughs> that's up to you to find out it's like the deer hunter yeah. <laughs> exactly so it's I'm going for it I'm it's going funny when you play sex noises with Chris Tilly yeah. over and over yeah. again but oh not, not the old I'll quote from it. the 90s <laughs> I'm just taking control I'm moving slightly nearer so I can make sure that my fist Ooh. connects oh. whoa, whoa what's happening connects with the face it's not like it happened but yeah, Psychonauts 2 would be great. I'd love that to happen. <laughs> Alex is getting closer to me. He's actually moving closer wow. to the group. This is wow. scary. Wow. Ever play Psychonauts, Beck? No. No? <laughs> good, you should try it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, what, what, I'm just trying to diffuse the tension in the I room. Know, the, yeah. Yeah. the atmosphere has just completely changed in this There's room. There's no tension now, here. Come on, we've got, oh, we got a podcast to record, though. Yeah. I'm just sending out my CV. What else has happened this week, Cooper? <laughs> You've got some news. Right, next bit of news is um, a protest that happened on Steam over the weekend. A protest. Um, yeah, protest. A protest. That's what I said. Oh, you're taking the fun out of my accent. Take the fun out of you, Take the fun out. Taking the fun out of it. You're taking the fun out of it. <laughs> I've already got no consonants. <laughs> Leave me the fun. Um, <laughs> Alice is staring at me. Um, <laughs> yeah, they've been protesting on that their Steam, Keza. Sorry, he's just staring at you in a very creepy way. <laughs> I'll keep the story going. Fuck on it, that I'm, I'm hitting the soundboard again. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, get on with it. Okay. Wait, what? Oh. This is so massive. Oh. I've been going for ages. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? What's oh. that? Get on with it. Okay. Um... <laughs> oh, come on, come on. All right. People have been compl- um, protesting on Steam. Ten thousand of them. They expected fifty thousand. Forty thousand didn't turn up, and basically oh. they wanted to force Valve into releasing more information about Half Life Three. Yeah, or Episode Three. I think this kind of then, this culture of accountability is so Valve will release it when they want. Yeah, maybe yeah, that's, that's Valve. Maybe these other forty thousand will turn up in about eight years' time. Yeah, just like Episode Three. <laughs> Yes. Oh, satire. 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 Topical, hey. topical. Have you got a sound bite Check on your soundboard for satire? Well, I, re- I reckon we have quite a few readers who probably don't remember Half-Life no. 2 and have no idea what episode 3 is because it's been so long. Oh, when yeah, was the orange box out? 2006? Anyway. No, it wasn't that long ago, was it? 2008, I think. But yeah, as if this was going to force Fowl's hand into releasing any information anyway. If there'd been 50,000 people, so what? More people are playing Half-Life 2 on Steam. Imagine right. if games were designed this way. Like you just got your fans to turn up and be like, I want Mario to blue this time and you have to make more levels. That's not a very crazy. How did they things. protest? What did they, they basically, do? Basically, they, they issued a statement beforehand saying they were going to basically log on to Half-Life 2 on Steam. So the, the, the numbers of people playing Half-Life were going to peak over the weekend. So basically just trying to like register, make some kind of statement. Valve are probably right. Well, thanks for yeah, playing great. our game. Yeah, a lot of people bought Half-Life 2 really, over the weekend. Not really a protest, is it? Yeah. We'll protest Didn't by think giving you some money and more of our time. Yeah. Should have played Origin instead. Yeah. That would be a good protest. Mm. Bex, you've got some news? I've got, I've got news. Um, Tragic news. Connect Star Wars um, has been announced for April the 3rd to come out. I, I'm, wait, I'm just going to read it as it's written here. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> I tried to put my own spin on it and it sounded crazy um, the game will be available on its own for thirty nine ninety nine, or as part of a limited edition console bundle for three hundred and forty nine ninety nine. are reading that from a script that is a lot of money <laughs> where it's a Star Wars um, Xbox oh yeah the R2-D2 Xbox yeah, not the game controller do you think Bex meant the game what 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 you said it was a lot of money no, the, never mind, it doesn't no, matter. The console is yes. a lot of money. But th- there is actually worse news than, than that about the new mode that's in Connect Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, it's called Galactic Dance-Off Mode. It sounds fucking <laughs> terrible. 
And they haven't really kind of revealed details about it, I don't think. All right, well, this is what I've got here. Okay. Star Wars-themed pop tunes. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where those still owning their Jedi skills can take a break to battle Darth Vader on the dance floor. Oh, my God. What? I thought Yodaphone was the end of Star Wars, but no, that yeah. that's going to be just, the end of Star amazing. Wars. It's amazing when you just think that they've rung it to absolute death and they finally flogged that corpse and no more skin can be flayed off the back of it. They managed to find another low point. Galactic I reckon, I reckon there's off. plenty more for that yeah. series to go. You think so? Yeah. Star Wars themed pop tunes? Yeah. I don't know. I'm up for that. Are you? Are, Are you what? really? <laughs> I haven't got, yeah, have got one lined I've up. I've got a disco version of the Star Wars theme. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's all right. Well, that's, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Would you dance to it Along, alongside Darth Vader? Not Darth really. Vader doesn't dance. <laughs> Darth well, Maul doesn't dance. Does frivolous does a, things like dancing. He does a half a good robot. Yeah, in episode three. Yeah. But that really is just pouring more contempt and scorn on on the people that remember the original Star Wars, isn't it? Because, yeah, Darth Vader shouldn't dance to pop Star Wars tunes. Against you. Against anybody. Against anybody. Have you not seen the Christmas special? Yeah, but that's... I guess now, this is the interesting thing, isn't it? Looking back, the Christmas special was the way forward for the franchise. Everybody yeah. thought Lucas was embarrassed by it. No, he held it He held it back because he's using it as a blueprint for the future. It was a type. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't actually got to the end of the Blu-rays yet, so maybe there is a big song and dance scene at the end of those Ooh, as well. I imagine. But they've kept the... Is the holiday special on the Blu-rays? I can't remember. Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. This no, is the no, kind of thing that so. used to be a YouTube joke video and has now become reality. Yeah. Well, well let's reserve judgment until we see it. I was going to say, maybe yeah. we'll play it and think it's the best thing yeah. in the world. I ever. do love dance games. <laughs> it's not likely, yeah. is it, though? You're a fan of Just Dance, etc. No, I hate it. Oh, that's sad. Do you not like dancing backs? No. Not at all. No. In any what, context. In any context. context before. No. Just at funerals. <laughs> <laughs> on graves only. Yeah. What happens when you get drunk and there's music on then? Do you just sit in a corner? Just sit in a sick corner. In a corner. You're such sick a sick in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> just with the fringe in the corner. Do you remember when we were in that club one time? Really bad music. Kez and I were yeah. embarrassed. We didn't want to dance. We ended up moshing. That yeah. was that was, that was an entertaining evening. Yeah. I put eyeliner on you. It didn't come off. I know. That was the first time Still he on. really freaked Alex out, and he's been freaked out ever since. We're sharing a lot on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? It's the confessional podcast. It's like a Robert Lowell. I have Tilly. some news. G- give us some news, Tilly. Yeah, uh, it's about Watchmen. I guess there's been speculation speculation about this for years. <laughs> What's that? Speculation? But they're, um, <laughs> they're doing a Watchmen prequel called Before Watchmen. Uh, it's going to be seven uh, miniseries comics. All interconnected, all set um, before the Watchmen story about each of the different characters. So, yeah, lots of people have been talking about this ever since the news was announced. Um, Dave Gibbons has been nice about it, the, the original illustrator. Um, he's, he's not going to be involved, but he said the original series of Watchmen is the complete story that Alan Moore and I wanted to tell. However, I appreciate DC's reasons for this initiative and wish the artists and writers involved to uh, well, that's very diplomatic. Did he say he wishes them well, or did he say he wishes them all the success that this should deserve, or something <laughs> like that? Oh, which is uh, very pointed. a bit different. Yeah, may these new additions have the success they desire. There you go. There you go. Mm, yeah, it seems nice, but it's actually mm. very neutral. Uh, Alan Moore took a slightly different. <laughs> You're all cunts, and I hate all of you. He said, shouting at a bus. The Stuart Reed impression. <laughs> he, he told the New York Times. I tend to take this latest development as a kind of eager confirmation that they are still apparently dependent on ideas that I had 25 years ago. Wow. I don't want money. What I want is for this not to happen. (laughs) That's a great quote. As far as I know, there weren't that many prequels or sequels to Moby Dick. Big talk. Mm. But what do you guys think about this? I'm looking forward to that new Connect game where you dance next to Moby Dick. Do you know what Connect? <laughs> now with Moby Dick. <laughs> Literary dance off. <laughs> Moby Dick. <laughs> Oliver Twist. Great dance with Emily Dickinson. Oliver Twist with Oliver Twist. Twist. Yeah, do the Oliver Twist. Oliver, yeah. twist, and Oliver, twist. <laughs> Oliver twist and shout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literary dance offs. It's new hashtag. <laughs> but Alex, you've read Watchmen, obviously. Would you read a Watchmen series of prequels? I haven't read Watchmen. You haven't? Oh. No. 
Stuart, have yeah. you been watching <laughs> By any yes, chance. I would have. you would you read a series of prequels by other writers and artists? I hate to say I probably would. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because they are interesting characters and the characters in Watchmen are really well formed, I think. But you do you know, you are there in the middle of the story, aren't you? There's a lot of backstory to them which which would be interesting. A lot of the decline of superheroes, I guess. Yeah. So yeah. the twilight. Yeah. Well I, that's not just what makes Watchmen interesting, is it? It's the whole thing about the the uh the the ship as well. The name of which escapes me right now, but the whole other story is that the black, black uh, girl. No, that's the. (laughs) Oh man, that's going to annoy me. It was they released it as a Blu-ray just before the movie came out. That's right. Oh. Oh well. If only we had some sort of internet connection. There'll be something like that this time around, um, where there there will be one new issue a week, each featuring a two-page backup called "The Curse of the Crimson Corsair." Oh, Black Freighter. Thank you, Freighter. Yeah, just remembered it. Creeps. What do you think about it? You know, like, I think we want to reserve judgment until we read them. Um, have we, have they, have they said who's writing it? Yeah, they've announced all the authors. Um, Brian Azzarello, Darwin oh, Cook. he's good. Brian Azzarello. Yeah. Um, J. Michael Straczynski, Len Wein, Len Wein, rather. Yeah. There's no reason why it can't be good, but it's always going to be in one hell of a shadow, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's probably not going to get the first shake of the stick it deserves, but yeah. I'll, I'll probably read it all the same. I'm up for it. I mean, this has been going on for since comics began. Other people writing, taking other people's characters, and sure, you know, we'd have if they did, weren't doing that, we'd have no Dark Knight Returns. If and a, know, lot Stanley, and a lot of and a lot the Stanley characters probably wouldn't be as good as they are because it's the people who inherited them. Mm. It's mm. like people like Chris Claremont who took over the X Men, made the X Men great. Everyone always harps back to Stanley, but it's the people who came after him that made those characters as well rounded as they are today. So, and the point is, Watchmen will always be there. It's not going to change. If you want to read it, you can. Yeah, I always yeah. feel like when people like moan about film adaptations yeah. and books, it's like, well, book's still there if you want to read it. Don't see the film. Mm. Yep. yep. So yeah. there you go. Watch before Watchmen done. Bethesda has given players of Skyrim a present. Mm. Do you know what it is? They it's a it? good game. It's a <laughs> testicle pie. <laughs> dragon, no. dragon ball pie. It's a dragon ball pie. It's Wee. not that. It's the Skyrim Creation Kit. <laughs> oh. The one oh. The Skyrim Creation Kit. Wow. It's um, and also a high resolution texture pack. I'm boring myself. I wonder if I could use that Creation Kit to make a good game out of Skyrim. Extraordinary. Genuinely extraordinary. Claws are out. Very yeah. testy. You've really upset him, Daniel. Yeah. He's going to be like this all week now. I'm not. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just find Skyrim boring. Okay, so... To the be fair, crea- he's fairly consistent on that point. Yeah. <laughs> the creation kit will allow fans to upload, download, and install custom content throughout the Skyrim Workshop on Steam, making sharing mods easier than ever before. So what kind of thing can you do with it? I don't know. Oh. I'm sorry, I don't know. I, I presume it lets you, like other mod stuff, use the Skyrim engine to make your own thing. But you, mm. you, you can, can do, do cool already, machinima. You? Well, you could mess around with the console commands and stuff and make 7,000 cheeses roll down a hill. Or What's similar. the console command to do that? <laughs> <laughs> cheese x4000 forward slash west country <laughs> um yeah i gotta say the high res thing pack sounds nice it if looks great if you've got a good pc capable of running it you could make that look incredibly nice it has the recommended specs here but i'm not going to read them go on just a couple <laughs> what? just for stew just for stew you need some ram stew Brilliant. how much uh either one gigabyte or four gigabytes it says both that's not, that's not that much not very much what graphics card do you need? Come on. NVIDIA or AMD oh, ACI oh, video card oh, with at least one oh, gigabyte. Right, yeah. Come, Come on, this is, this is sexy talk. Come on. <laughs> do, we want, do we want, do we want, do we want the moaning sure. woman again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do we want that? No. no, no, no. We, we never want that again. We're listeners, though. And you need DirectX 9. Po- anyway. Yes. So that's, that's good. DirectX uh, 9? 0. No. C. Okay. What's your favourite? Don't understand the word of it. Well, I'm I'm up to I, I'm quite a fan of eleven. Oh yeah, yeah. Eleven point one zero four four five. No, just eleven. Uh, yeah. If you want to see what the high res texture pack looks like, though, I do. Got some, <laughs> we've got some pictures on the website that we have. Great, I'm off. I'm gonna go and have a look. <laughs> All right, Stuart. Oh, hang on, I can't because it's can't, my it's your story. New story next. <laughs> Stuart's story. Hello there. If rumours swirling around the internet are to be believed, a little big planet kart racer is coming to PlayStation 3. That's right, it's a new little, be- little big planet game. Uh, but it's not going to be like the old little big planet game. It's going to be a different little big planet game. I love but wasn't you the whole your, point of little when... big planet is you can make any game out of it? Hang on, isn't that just Mod Nation yeah. Racers? 
Yeah. yeah. They've just made yeah. Modern Asian Racers again. However, the good news is it will be both 3D compatible and there will be some sort of PlayStation move space steering wheel peripheral. That that's good news. Is that good news? That. That's good news. Yeah. Is I was, I was ironic news. there. I love it when oh. you do your broadcaster voice. <laughs> so is, is it going to be Mario Kart but with Little Big Planet yeah. characters? Like with Sackboy. Yeah. I think it's more likely to be Modern Asian Racers rebranded so that people actually buy it. Ooh. Quite cool, that, though, that, so you could use all the different like costume packs. So you could have Miss Piggy racing against Captain America. I bet you won't be able to do that. Oh, can you no. make? Because you can already make racing games there. in like, Little Big Planet, but it's not a kart racer that's any good, obviously. No. Can but you make Skyrim in Little Big Planet? I bet someone has. I'm going to go and look after this is finished because okay. that would be probably great to look at. Yep. What's better, Little Big Planet or Minecraft? That's mm. really difficult. My, Minecraft. My Little Big Craft. Mm. Very good. I don't know the answer to that. So, is that confirmed though? That game? It's a rumor. But um, to me, see, apparently, what, what it's a rumor. Mm. What are those things called? The little uh, advertising Cordians? banners, Nimlocks. <laughs> Nimrods. 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 What's a Nimlock? You know those little standy things that you pull You're out. You're just making like, accordion gestures. Yeah, yeah. well, because Spex is here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually got some more accordions. You, you got, got some more accordions? How many accordions do you own? Three. Wow. So I asked you if you've been up to anything in the last few yeah, weeks. Yeah, that's you not, not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was ages ago. Why have you got so many accordions? I just keep acquiring them. Are they all from North Korea? No. Um, well, I think two of them. And one of them, <laughs> um, my granddad found... And then gave to me. Where on <laughs> earth do you find <laughs> an accordion? I think he found it in someone's house and then he had it. Well, that's still stealing. Stealing. <laughs> That's burglary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I found this in someone's, someone's house. house. I also great. found this 50-inch plasma. I didn't ask them if I could have it. They were sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're fine with it, though. Yeah, it's fine. Can you play the accordion? Mm. I, I, the smallest child's one I have. Um, I think someone in your family wants you to be able to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we keep, if we, if we keep buying them, she will play it eventually. Some heavy hints coming in. Yeah. You're just not getting it. I wonder if our listeners would like to hear an accordion recital from you in a future podcast. <laughs> can we bring, the, bring them in? You should do if the you've got enough of them for all of us, right? We can all do them. <laughs> I'm on ukulele. Well, don't forget, Bex has got a lot of little instruments, don't you? You could have your yeah. own band of tiny people with tiny instruments. Well, yes. I'm in. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I interrupted your news <laughs> story. Do you know no, that could work. That could work as a uh, a reality TV show. Trying to find small people for your band. Start. Put it on. Start. <laughs> start. Let's do it. Let's do right it. Now. We can do that, can we? Mm-hmm. Alex. Yes. We Got can do that, light. right? Yes. yes. Brilliant. What was that? <laughs> what were we talking about? Anybody remember? <laughs> no, no, no. We're talking about trailer of the week. There's pictures of. Cart racing <laughs> little sack man. You were trying to remember a word and we lost the word using the will to live. Like not trying to remember. I don't know if it has a name. It will have a name, obviously. What does it? It's not Nimrod. We did trailer of the week. Being mocked. Uh, being mocked. Or what would you like to call it? Tridel Time Boy. Yes. Have we broken Alex? Right. What is the trailer of the week, Daniel? It's the amazing Spider Man, Alex. And is it amazing? Yeah, it's pretty good. Well, why don't we watch it and find out? How did you get out there? Fire escape. It's 20 stories. Your doorman's intimidating. Peter lives with his aunt and uncle. Did you catch that spider guy yet? No, but we will. This guy wears a mask like an outlaw. I think he's trying to do something maybe the police can't. Can't? 38 of New York's finest versus one guy in a unitard. Woo! If you want the truth, Peter... Come and get it. I am issuing an arrest warrant for the masked vigilante known as Spider-Man. I learned a new word from that trailer. Unitard. Yeah. Unitard. I've never heard of a unitard and a leotard. I don't know. Uh, one's worn by unicorns, the other's worn, worn, worn by Leo. By lions. Leons. <laughs> People call leotards. <laughs> Well, I think um, general consensus is after being everybody being completely underwhelmed by the thought of this uh, Spider-Man reboot, everybody's now seen the trailer and is incredibly excited. I was incredibly what? underwhelmed and still am. It's oh, not, really? Yeah, it's not Tobey Maguire. I can't, I can't get behind I just, it. Oh, the, I, I think the best thing about that is Andrew Garfield. I think he looks like a bit of a gobby wee shit. But that's Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah, that's Spider-Man. That's yeah. Spider-Man. That is totally yeah, the, the, the when I saw Spider- that. The recent Spider-Man games like Edge of Time and Shattered Dimensions which my partner's little boy has played about 400 times. It has to be on the right side of Charming. He's he's gobby in those as well, and I'm like, you little shit, Spider-Man. I used to respect you, but now you're just an annoying teenager. 
And that's really? kind of how I feel about that trailer. I think it's brilliant. I think that's Spider-Man off the page. When he delivers that line in the back of the police cab, it's, I think it's the right side of sardonic. He doesn't become a shit. You okay. want to be on his side. But also, it seems like they're going back to him being a teenager and they've cleverly weaved... Um, uh, his, see what you did there. His, Weave. his origin story in with uh, the, the villain's backstory. Mm. So you're not doubling up on origin story and then villain. Yeah. It's, it's two in one. It's like Batman Begins. Do we need to see do we need to see Spider Man's origin story again? I don't think we do, but if you're gonna do it, maybe tie it in with the villain, mm. I guess. And I think they're going for the thing that it to make it different, they're saying the untold story. So it's going back and talking about Spider Man's parents which are kind of a big black hole in the Spider-Man mythos. People don't know a lot about them compared to like Thomas and Martha Wayne. Mm. That's maybe its USP, I guess. Bex, what do you reckon? I'm excited. I think it looks really cool. I'm really um, happy that it's got Gwen Stacy in it because she's way cooler than Mary Jane. It's true. And Emma Stone is just cool as well. Emma Stone's great. And, you know, if they do do a sequel... There's something obviously they can do with Gwen Stacy that makes a very dramatic second movie. Yeah, well, I um I actually went to an event this week where they premiered the trailer and they showed some more footage and the director said he was really excited to to. That's a great moment, yeah. and they kind of echo it in the first Spider-Man movie. There's a scene with Green Goblin and Mary Jane instead of Gwen. That mm. uh, is an allusion to it, but it, I think it's vital for the new Spider-Man trilogy if there's going to be one that they keep him as a teenager. He has to be in school because in the original Spider-Man trilogy, they made him grow up too quickly. Mm, yeah, and he's like missed out on all that like, like teenage angst stuff, which is crucial. Because Stanley always said the great thing about Spider-Man was he had to like save New York City, but he also had to be at home in time for dinner and do his homework. And that was what was specific to Spider-Man was he became too quickly like other superheroes. Yeah. The, the event I went to was a weird one. It was We were in a cinema in London and we were being live broadcast to people in cinema in Rio and people in cinema in LA and people in cinema in New York. And they had Garf- Andrew Garfield was in New York, Emma Stone, Rio. The director was in LA and then we had Reese Fins, the villain, in our cinema. But all it was was them kind of flitting between each other, asking each other questions with long delays and everyone just kind of nice. just sitting there going, oh, this is a bit <laughs> awkward. Why do you want to play Spider-Man and then like waiting five minutes for Andrew Garfield to answer the blandest questions? It's like Eurovision. But um, (laughs) but we saw saw, real calling. We saw about another fifteen minutes of the film. Actually, a sizzle reel of bits taken. Said looked pretty good, didn't you? Yeah, it did. It did. We saw a lot more stuff him at school. Um, Him fighting. They are. What's the bully called that always? Buzz, isn't it? Oh, no, it's that's Home Alone. <laughs> I know I said that. <laughs> yeah, the big tarantula spiders. But we saw we saw lots lot, lots more of the wisecracking Spider-Man from the comics. And I like that he's thinner as well. They made Tom McGuire quite muscly. He's quite like nimble and he seems more um, like acrobatic. Yeah, yeah. That that fight scene where he fights the cops, we we saw that properly and that looked really good. It's called Flash. My Flash. That's it. It's Flash. And uh, the one thing I was a bit worried about though is the more I saw the lizard, the more kind of cartoony he looked. Mm. You don't. Um, see, it, you seem very. Um, briefly in the trailer yeah. it was cut away very quickly and I, you know again I won't judge it until they've definitely you know you see the finished film because maybe they've not finished all the work on him but it looked a little bit like a, you know one of those CGI battles at the end that you kind of lose interest mm, in when I'm watching yeah. them kind of switch off mm-hmm. like I'm watching a, a cartoon mm-hmm. See, that's what I like about the Batman stuff that Nolan has done it all feels real or at least yeah. embedded in reality yeah but then I mean, again how do you make a lizard you yeah I think you just have It'd to be inter- like, but how would <coughs> Nolan do Killer Croc for example I don't know but he wouldn't I don't think mm. I guess what you're going to like Bex as well is that it's the, the honesty in this film because he's a man and he's a spider they're telling you the absolute truth it's yeah. not like Mission Impossible but they don't even say the word. It's not even an impossible but Bex, Bex, ultimately you think too much jumping yeah, it could be. He's not literally a spider, though. He's, only, he's, not he's still got two legs. If he's he'd not... have to grow all the extra legs, and I tell you what, you're going to hate it. <laughs> <laughs> you want you want, a, you want a man's head on a spider's body yeah. waddling oh. around, and then I want him to go, "Oh no, I'm a Spider-Man." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm a spider. Oh, oh, I'm an incredible Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, amazing, amazing, spectacular. It's the incredible Hulk, the amazing Spider-Man. Cosmic. This was the ultimate joke. Uh, let us know what you think of the uh, Spider-Man trailer, if it's piqued your interest, if it's made you more interested in the film, or if you think it's going to be absolutely lousy. IGNUKfeedback at IGN.com is one way to get hold of us. Or Twitter.com slash IGNUK or Facebook.com slash IGNUK. Now, Catherine is out this week, which made us think, does romance have a place in video games? It's also Valentine's Day next week. <laughs> 
It is Valentine's Day. Yeah. Smart timing. Brilliant. For Catherine. <laughs> I don't know. Well, <laughs> Keza, you snorted that. You, you really, really like Catherine. I love Catherine. But it's part with of it. its appeal. The kind of is it because it's quite it's block puzzles. Yeah. As the game itself, but that's yeah. not part of the charm. Well, it's part of the charm. It but, is now, yeah. But um, but a it lot wasn't of it originally. Is, it's just the way it portrays. I know human relationships. Or yeah, I mean, I guess the thing about Catherine that I love personally is that it's about a bunch of useless young adults and as a useless young adult I really relate to them mm. and how they can't make decisions about anything and how they don't know what they should be doing and how they don't know whether they're ever going to feel like they want things like marriage and children that other people have Yeah, which is basically the game is about that kind of stage of life where you just have no idea whether you're a proper human or not I really right. like that but I mean in terms of romantic the romantic quandary in Catherine is kind of secondary to that for me right. like, do you cheat on your girlfriend or don't you and to be honest Vincent's girlfriend Catherine with a K is in my opinion, a bit of a bitch. Whereas, so you, you don't mind cheating? Well, no. I, 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 I prefer... Cow. <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm an awful person. Yes. It's true. Um, but then Catherine with a C is a psychopath. So the thing is that if I were Vincent, that I, would probably, I would probably not want to... <laughs> I would probably not want to fuck either of them, to be honest. Oh, yeah. But romance and video games, I liked it in Mass Effect. I like it in yeah. Catherine. Like I think in it's Uncharted. Yeah, I, was I hate say, it in Fahrenheit. It was terrible. Quite, it? I thought it worked quite well in Uncharted 3. Yeah, I like in Uncharted it? 3 that they don't labour it. The, you yeah. know, yeah. Drake and Elena have had a relationship off screen. It's implied and you infer it. It's yeah, not, as obviously know. have Drake and Sully. Obviously. Yeah. Chief. Obviously. <laughs> That's what they did for all that, those years. He was training <laughs> in between bits. A bit awkward. That's an awkward prequel. Naughty Dog's gonna have to make one. Day. Building him up. <laughs> wow. Um, um, but like that was the deception. Is, the thing is, Catherine is one of the first games to do it in a way that's, if not good, it's at least not terrible. Right. And Mass Effect does it in a way that's not terrible as well. I've yet to. I've still played. Not ever played a game that's made me think about romance properly in a way that. What about GTA has? 4 where you, you, know, you find your date, you take her out bowling and... Then she gets blown up yeah. in, a, in an accident. <laughs> <laughs> or, or she's an undercover cop. That's romantic. Spoilers. Yeah, that is romantic, isn't it? I thought... It's like th- a classic for rom-com. Me, that just got in the way. It was a, yeah. my Thing least is, favourite kind of, part of GTA. They forced, they forced that, that whole, what was her name, the Irish girl on you. Like you, she was supposed to be your steady Paddy? girlfriend who you liked, <laughs> Paddy. <laughs> but then I didn't, I didn't like her. Press the racist button. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so when she got blown up, I didn't really that care that much. Right, but yes, I, I can't actually remember her getting blown I up. I think I she can't gets killed. That either I, I remember. I thought she got killed or kidnapped or something. You're know. supposed to get really angry about it. Uh, but one of them is is an undercover cop. Yeah. And that, that, was that I remember. And, you know, that was supposed to be, oh, what a twist. Do I still want to go out there or not? I don't really give a shit. Don't give a shit. Stop phoning me so I can go and rob some banks. Yeah, I'm not sure it has a place in Grand Theft Auto. No. I think it has a place in games like anything does, as a, as a mm. theme. But has anything done it well? Do we... What, is it well, possible to do it well in games, though? Why not? Catherine you can does. do it in other mediums. Why, why would video games be different? They have dating games in Japan, don't they? Yeah, actually, some of those are quite good. Most are we are talking terrible. about a convincing romantic relationship portrayed in a video game when we... Right. However, you want well, to discuss it. Isn't that? Well, well, I, yeah, I, I, I just want to define the parameters. <laughs> I like I said, I didn't know if you were talking about something slightly different. Whether you, you have a romantic relationship with a character on screen, so that's a very different type of. Yeah, some people probably do, don't they? Yeah, probably. If you're in love with a video game character, let us know. And I just <laughs> yeah. Feedback. <laughs> but yeah, no. If game, if games are aspiring to have real emotional resonance, then this is one of the. Yeah, one of the things they can do, one of the things they can work on, and yeah, like C- Catherine does. I mean, you you play a lot, of Catherine, right? Yeah, I'm like halfway through. I think. What do you think of them as? as a, what do you think of it as like a, a game about romance? Is it about romance? Well, it's not really because. Well, it is. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. You're arguing with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm playing it. Like I just really cannot be bothered with the girlfriend at all I don't care I'm really horrible to it I just like to be fair she's really I'm mothering. so blunt I want her to leave me the hell alone she's a psycho <laughs> she, she is so this is this is let's fun, not, this let's not spoil is, Catherine this game is people. fundamentally flawed then if one of the protagonists that you're actually supposed to like you just can't stand. yeah but it's not that you're supposed to it's your choice but the thing is that what Catherine represents is growing up essentially like there's one Catherine that represents you continuing to amble along hopelessly on the tide of your of circumstance like young adults do. And then there's the other Catherine who represents all right, settle down, pick someone, have baby, do it properly, fit in with society. And the game's kind of about that more than about the, the actual women. I think their relationship's quite believable though, the way that Catherine just mothers him all the time. Like I've seen that in real life. Yeah. It's quite believable. Yeah, it's realistic. Mm. It, 
like all the choices and stuff you do, it's really subtle, isn't it? So, yeah, it's good. Yep. But well, even well, like the way well, you can well, just well, piss the, her off with a text message. Who are the, what are the great romances in video games? Do you perceive Mario and Princess? As a romance, so I think you, that's quite a romance. But no. do you think I see? I think no. it's like it's like no. Lady Chastley. I always, it's, it's it, like Lady Chastley. It's just like Lady Chastley. Like Mario's the ultimate social climber, and then she just like keeps fucking off with Bowser, <laughs> who's a king. <laughs> who's a king? Yeah, it's all who's about the status. It's like get the blue collared guy in, you know, promise him a cake, and ultimately fuck off to another castle. That's true, you know. Bowser's. It's true. He's constantly being dis- deceived that she can look above it's class, def- but she it's, can't. It's unrequited. She only it's wants painful. to marry within royalty. Do you know what he's been through for her? Because <laughs> I've been there every step of the way with him, and it's been it's been fucking hard work. <laughs> it's just at the end of it, just no reward. No I think reward. I think Bioware's romances are pretty good. Generally, they're one of the again one of the only developers that ever do it with any kind of modicum of subtlety. I think David Cage's romances. I did inverted quotes in the air there, everyone. <laughs> um, in Heavy Rain and in Fahrenheit or Indigo Prophecy were awful. Right, genuinely awful. Why? Because the women didn't exist for any reason in those games, other than to have sex with the main character. Like, especially in that's what women are in life, isn't it? It's true. Oh. That's all we're here for. <laughs> oh, Tilly, Larry's Shit. back. Sorry, Ken. Tilly. Don't hit me. Don't hit me. Some, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you should think things, but probably not say them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Carla, yeah. Carla, and, and Madison. And we're going to finish this podcast just with a big fucking fight. <laughs> yeah, let's. I think that's what. I was you, you'll you'll go for him. I'll go for Tilly. Yeah. Yeah. And then Bex is going to be a massive fight or a massive fuck. One yeah. of the two. I can't decide. Which <laughs> 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 that's that's nice. <laughs> awesome but the thing is there, there are things that I think films and games do well emotionally and that's to frighten you to make you laugh and well you know a couple of bits in between I don't think they've really I don't, you know especially games I don't think have nailed the romance thing I, I don't think there's a way to engage on a romantic level with a video game. Have you ever? There's a, mostly indie games are what you want to be looking at, though. That's the thing. The kind of game that you play, Stu, is probably not the kind of game that's the best example of romancing games. Like, there's a game, for instance, last year that came out that's essentially it's a text adventure and it plays out through a series of emails between a guy and his lover, and they're breaking up, and it's very sad, and very emotional. And there's a, uh, um, what other romance games have there been that have been indie games? Uh, Where Warfare is my 3? heart? Yeah, of course. Modern Warfare Three, yeah. all about love. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, but I'll, I'll watch a film and really fall fall in love with a character and really care about that character and really want to see them happy by the end of the film and, and with someone. Um, and I don't see why that couldn't happen in a game. You do fall, you do really fall for the characters you yeah. play with. I quite like Vincent. Sometimes. Yeah, I think that can definitely happen. And you, yeah. you know, you want you like if, if there's a romantic yeah. element to it, you do want them. Yeah, to. the end of Limbo, for instance, he's not re- reunited. Yeah, it's a sad that's game. painful. Spoiler alert. It's been out for more than a year. Though. Yeah, that's like, like a year and a half now, Limbo. That's melancholy. That's sad. It's a sad game, but I don't think it's about romance. It's, a it's not about romance, but I'm talking about... You want them to be happy cre- at the end. Yeah, you, want, you have an investment in that character and you want them to be happy. That, that's what Chris was saying there. Like. I want Vincent to be happy. You want Vincent to be happy? Who's Vincent? Sorry, the main character in Catherine. Oh, I thought he was just a friend of yours. I don't know happy. <laughs> Does just... he deserve to be happy? Yeah, everyone deserves yeah. to be happy. You don't. Oh, <laughs> I did. I did actually point at you then. Yeah. <laughs> oh oh you well. Don't. We mustn't talk too much about Catherine because we'll 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 uh, we've got to keep our powder dry because we are going to do uh, one of our extended plays on Catherine in the next. Yes, we weeks, are. Indeed, we are. Exciting. It's going to be good. So definitely but, keep an eye out for that on the site. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And let us know what you think. Does romance have a place in games? We've got a lot of feedback on last week's talking point about HD remakes. It's really it's really hit. Uh, what's the what's the expression I'm looking for? Nerve. It's really hit a nerve. Mm. Thank you, Daniel Kruper. Uh Stephen Fawcett wrote in. Um, bah, 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 bah. Interesting point, actually. He said, you know, with the PS3 and the Xbox 360 both contained a form of backwards compatibility uh, when they when they were first released. My guess is, he says, that soon after this, a, a, a marketing bright spark within the Sony organisation realised they could remove back combat from their console and save costs and instead charge consumers for the game again and earn revenue. Well, that's an interesting point, Steve. Um, it does seem a bit tight, doesn't it, that they released a console and said you can play your old games on it and then uh, they decided a bit later on down the line, you can't play your yeah. old games on Probably it. Probably got a point there. Uh, Ico and Shadow of the Colossus HD collection, this is uh, Louis Lafon. Um He loves it, Alex. He thinks you're wrong. He said, graphically, I wouldn't say it looks that bad. In fact, this is the only game I've played that I would describe as beautiful. Wrong. <laughs> this one is uh, from Chris Della Rocca uh, from New Orleans in Louisiana. Uh, my philosophy 
and HD remakes is fairly straightforward. Picking the right title and making genuine improvements, that's everything. And uh, Ben from New Jersey says, even though it's not technically HD, the best video game compilation is Metroid Prime Trilogy. Really, really good compilation. We'll put all these stickers on the map afterwards later. We will, I promise we will. And uh, finally, for now, Oliver McKnight-Lange, regular contributor to the podcast. I'm all for HD remakes as long as they're done properly. When a film is remade, they don't take the original cast and crew and slap makeup on them and reshoot the exact same lines and actions in exactly the same place. No, they get all new young stars with an all new director and they improve where necessary. So that's what he thinks they should do with uh, game remakes. A new creation, not a polished turd. Tomb Raider. Mm. Mm. That's what they're doing with that. Yeah, yeah. So, so there you go. But what would you? What if they Nintendo went and remade Ocarina of Time? I think I'd be delighted. To, I, I, really I don't, wouldn't want Nintendo to do it. I want someone else to do it. Okay. I want someone else to do Platinum. Ocarina of Time. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That wouldn't be terrible. Oh, it might be Revengeance. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three big swords and fighting. Um, Re Ocarina. It'd be good though. Imagine. I don't know who would do it well. <laughs> that sounds like a nice red wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Who, who would do it well? Who'd do Ocarina of Time remake? Well, a really dark one. Capcom. I quite like to see I what Capcom, Capcom would yeah. make of Ocarina of Time would yeah. be quite good. Remedy. Yeah. Remedy. Wow, that could work. They just continually self-narrate the whole thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's continue with uh, reader feedback. I've got uh, an email from uh, Darius, or De Anus, as we called him last week, I think. <laughs> uh, he says, thanks for reading out my feedback. Journey looks quite astounding. Uh, quietly hoping for a sequel to Castle Crushes. Sorry, Castle Crashes. Are there any arcade or PSN titles you'd like to see have a new instalment? Uh, yes. Um, uh, what's it called? Shadow Complex. I would love Hell to see yeah. a Shadow Complex too because that was Hell yeah, awesome. Hell yeah, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say Super Meat Boy. Mass- it's not going to happen. They've said it won't happen, but I love Super Meat Boy so much. Won't happen. Super Meat Boy. <laughs> Make brilliant. it happen. Make it happen. It's a really unexpectedly good um, two-player game, Super Meat Boy. We, we stayed bad. quite late yeah, in the office one an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. Just Plays Super Meat Boy, both just respecting each other's gaming skills. <laughs> just been like very you're very good, good Daniel. You're very good, Kaz. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Let's play the next level. <laughs> what makes attention when you usually play games with people? You're fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. Give me the controller. <laughs> Your boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> next bit of feedback is from Louis Lafond. Did you just read something out from Louis? I did, yeah. Is it, he's here Louis again. again. Um, what were the most visually beautiful games of 2011? Uh, I thought Skyward Sword was beautiful, mm. even though it was a bit clunky. Um, but Bastion, Bastion. Bastion. I keep going on about Bastion, but it was mm. gorgeous. Bastion was amazing. Bastion was a very beautiful game. I thought Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet had great style, yeah. as well. I have to say, Skyrim is very pretty. It is. It's gorgeous. Very pretty. Rayman's nice looking. Rayman's oh, very course, yeah, Rayman oranges are great. What else was that? Yeah. Orange. I keep calling it Rayman oranges. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I say that word. What was there towards the beginning of the year? There must have been some good stuff towards the beginning. Mm, Portal. Yeah, Portal 2. Portal nice well, didn't look it that good. particularly good looking, though, was it? No, it's, no. All right. Forget that. It wasn't that. visually striking. Um, Dead Space has some nice bits when you're out in space, mm. floating about. There's not been anything like a Muramasa or an Okami, apart from El Shaddai. El Shaddai, yeah. Yeah. I thought Catherine was good looking. See, really? It uh, doesn't do it for me. Yeah, no. We'll save it for the extended play yeah. shoot. Jamie Hand has sent us some stuff about Netflix. Um, he lives in Livingston in Scotland, which is between Edinburgh and Glasgow. I think we know where Livingston is, Jamie. Oh, I didn't. Edinburgh Edinburgh yourself. I didn't. Oh, only I knew where Livingston was. Is that the Royal Wee? <laughs> <laughs> we knew where Livingston was, Jamie. Sherlock Series 1 will be available on Netflix. Oh, no, he says if it is... Oh, no, sorry, I'm going to have to do that again. Jamie's question is, is Sherlock Series 1 available on Netflix or will it ever be? While I found other worthwhile things to watch, that was my primary reason for signing up. P.S. I'm the one who likes Alex's rabbit. Pardon? What's that mean? Wow. I've heard it called many things, but never a rabbit. Some <laughs> listeners getting special treatment, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see my rabbit? Uh, how, was this at the meet and greet? No. When you had that hutch? iTunes feedback. <laughs> Um, so I've just got the dick in a box apart from with a hutch what the world oh my god just the Timberlake oh, stuff yeah, anyway to answer his question I don't know ask ne- Netflix Google it that's not yeah, season one is available on US Netflix if you're watching uh, Netflix through the PS3 I heard that you can go in you can. tweet the settings quite easily and you watch can. US Netflix same on the is. Xbox yeah there's also a way of doing it uh, on your PC as well yeah, so it, yes, it is if you can be bothered to There are guides the on settings. the internet yeah. doing yeah. that. Netflix. It's all perfectly legal. Might be some way of perfectly it. legal. Perfectly legal. You just have to it. pay someone a subscription to or pretend just, that you're. Just buy it off Amazon. It's, it's quite cheap. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, buy you can it. get it on Blu ray because it will look great. It's true. 
There you go. I have an email from Matthew Evans. He says, uh, last week you're all discussing that Ferris Bueller's Day Off is only a film for young people. You are wrong. Oh. You have simply been watching it from the wrong angle. The next time you watch the film, you should imagine that Cameron is a, sch- is a schizophrenic. Bear with me on this. And that Ferris is not a real person. Instead, Ferris is someone Cameron aspires to be. Oh, the confident yeah. person he is not. So he imagines him up like, and he names a film here, but I'm not going to say it for spoiler alert, but okay. I think you'll know the film he's probably thinking of. Yeah. Where a character isn't real and is in the other character's Is mind. that where they set up a club to start fighting? <laughs> B, B, you idiot. B. <laughs> uh, bleep that out. I hate Hang spoilers. On a so you did a spoiler for Limbo, which is like a year yeah. old. And Fight, Fight Club, Club is, is like a decade old. I just don't do, I don't do spoilers unless you got people got a fair warning. And, and uses Ferris as a means to become the person he always wanted to be, to get the girl he always wanted. Um, I have heard that theory before, actually. Yeah, I love yeah. that theory. That's it's great. A, it's a cool. I'd quite like to rewatch it. Thinking yeah. against yeah. green because it makes sense with all the the kind of the the bit in the uh, in the parade and everything, doesn't it? Where that's all actually a figment of his imagination. Yeah, yeah. that would work. Hmm. Yeah, and like I was saying, uh, there was a theory going around the internet that Election was uh, by Alexander Payne, the movie with Matthew Broderick, in that his character was an older version of Ferris. Oh yeah, that life hadn't worked out quite quite as he wanted it to. Uh-huh. Uh, but that was put to Alexander Payne recently, and he said it wasn't, unfortunately. <laughs> but he really liked it, and he was quite happy for people to think that. Well, let's continue thinking that then. Uh, this is from Thomas Harrison, and he says he's thinking about buying a game, and he's just wondering whether to get Final Fantasy Thirteen Part Two or Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. Reckoning. What do you think? Reckoning. Reckoning. I reckon reckoning. It depends. If he, he might be the world's biggest Final Fantasy fan. Well, yeah. It wouldn't. Exactly. You should say that. You should say that. I think that um, Kingdoms of Emblem Reckoning is less likely to disappoint you. Yeah. It's been getting amazing I think reviews. it's more accessible well. Well, it's been getting good reviews. It's been, getting eight, good out, review. it's been getting 8 out of 10, which is not amazing. It's good. And 9s? A couple. One from us. One from <laughs> Which is the and one that counts, Kez. Yeah. The, the thing about Amalur is that you can't really invent creativity. It's obviously a fantasy world that's been created to spec. It's great. It's got some good people involved with it, though. Like yeah, it's got Todd the, McFarlane. Yeah, but the fantasy world the has basically been written by a, a rich baseball player. It's basically gone, Salvatore and Todd McFarlane, please make me a fantasy world. And they the just monsters have. are good, though. Yeah, the monsters like, are Todd great. McFarlane's like... Visually, it's really good. I think everything about it, apart from the actual fiction, is is really good. So, yeah, Amalur. There you go. Question answered. Uh, This is from Mark Lonsdale. Mark has been going through the shit in the last year or so. Sorry to hear, Mark, that you've had such a crappy time. Uh, But he asks us a nice question. What titles have you guys escaped into when you've had shittier times? Over the last few months, I've clocked up 325 hours on that there Skyrim. I've aced Saints Row the Third. He says it's amazing. He agrees with uh, Sad Dan there. And he's also finished Assassin's Creed Revelations. What shall I go for next? Kingdoms of Amalur, mayhap. Dark Souls. Mm. Yeah. It's the best really? game to play. Well, if you're you... feeling a little bit down, yeah. I know. I'll go and play Dark Souls. I'm going to be really fucking a... hit rock bottom. Yeah, yeah but pr- it makes you feel really triumphant like you can do anything. Mm. Yeah, just after kicking you in the face for four hours, though. Yeah, but it's, it's think of it, think of it symbolically. See, I've, I've been having a real, I've, had, I've had a pretty shit month, but I don't have a HD TV, so I've been playing a lot of my iPads. So I've been playing Fruit Ninja for about five hours. <laughs> and then a, a game about a pig that sneezes. And then, and then I've been running around the temple. So doing what now? Is that what you call I think it may have increased my misery. <laughs> God, Are I'm you a... really good at Fruit Ninja now, though? I'm fucking amazing. Why have yeah. you got cut the rope twice? Because one's um, cut the rope experiments. Yeah, I've had a lot of time. Right, I've had a lot of time, Alex. A lot of rope, haven't you? <laughs> it's, it's that you've. What about explaining that? What, what what would be a good feel good movie, Chris? If you were having a really shitty time and you just wanted something to cheer you up. Fight Club. Yeah. <laughs> the problem with Fight Club is it doesn't go on for 325 hours. That's no. the great thing about video games. It does go on a bit. Avatar, Avatar feels like it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I used to like watching the Back to the Future films. That, they would always cheer me up when I was feeling a bit blue or if I was a bit sick. I know what you mean. I'm the same. I stick on a Michael Haneke movie. Mm. <laughs> I, was, I was off sick this week and I completed Catherine twice in one day. So that's quite good time sync. <laughs> and Pixar. Pixar's always Pixar's good. good. Yeah, yeah. Pixar's Fight Club, I love that. And, uh, and the, the Pixar's really good unless your mum's died and then you watch Finding Nemo. <laughs> just to remind you that very first scene. It's not, it's not foolproof, is it? Not really. And Pixar's I guess, not yeah. the good to go to. not feel good. Up's not really, Up's not really well, great. No, no, no. No. Your wife's just died. <laughs> Toys, Toy Story's not very good if you've just lost one of your toys. Monsters, <laughs> Monsters Inc.'s not very good if you're 
child gets Your kidnapped. Your child's been abducted. What do you think about it? Pixar movies are fucking miserable, aren't they? That's just awful film. Stick on some mannequin. Uh, I've got an email from Sean Khan who says hello to Mortal Kombat. Is he written in capitals? <laughs> <laughs> he says hello for Vancouver. I've just finished Assassin's Creed Revelations. Do you think there, uh, there'll be any any animus flashback stuff in this game at all? And if so, where? I hope not. Which game? The new one's coming out? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, think, I think the historical um, sort of setting is one of the main selling points about Assassin's Creed. Do you not think, Kez? Yes. There's I lots think of... the setting is one of the only selling points <laughs> of Assassin's Creed for me. It's not the blinding gameplay. There's a different setting every week. The last one I heard is um, American Revolution. No buildings, just fields. <laughs> just running around yeah. fields, yeah. looking at muskets. Fields. Yeah. Red Dead I don't Redemption know. Stock. Like climbing trees. Imagine yeah, climbing Red trees Red and then jumping off onto the ground. <laughs> and then rolling around <laughs> on the grass. And the other one that I heard was Victorian London. That Which would be work. good. That would work. That would work. Uh, sorry, I, I, I misunderstood. I thought he, he was like, do you want to see any of the Desmond stuff? I was like, no, I don't. But no, he, he literally does mean... Will there be any of the stuff that makes up the entire game? Well, I think they'll invert the structure. So the other games, are, you would have um, historical setting interspersed with little Desmond moments. Yeah. And then they'll turn it on its head. <laughs> Is that what you call him? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be set in um, West Indian Barbershop in the east of Brilliant. London. That's what we call yeah, it's Desmond, but he's on his knees and he's got shoes. What? All right, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where you're going. Uh, is, is Vancouver on our map yet? It, uh, will, be. it will be. It's not on the map. It's really cheap map. <laughs> we got it off in Misspelt. I have some feedback from Andrew Monaghan, um, who says, do you believe if Sony innovates popular titles in the respective markets like Monster Hunter and FIFA the same way that Mario helped the 3DS? Will Sony be successful at taking a page out of the 3DS book by bringing the price down or bringing their best franchises, which will help? I don't know what the is. he talking is. about the Vita? Yeah, he's about saying, like, what is Sony's master strategy? Does he mean, I think he's, he's thinking, will they re- release Monster Hunter in oh. Japan? Will he release oh. FIFA and Uncharted for the yeah. Western audience and kind of hedging their bets? Right. Oh, that's I, right, yeah. yeah. I think um, their master plan is, is definitely charge way too much for it. And it's probably not going to pay off, is it? No. Yeah, FIFA and Uncharted seem to be the killer apps at the moment, um, which is why he, Andrew, along with many other people, think it'll do better over here and in America than it has in Japan because no one in Japan cares about FIFA or Uncharted. Whereas if it had launched with Monster Hunter, would it have done better? That's going to be Japan? great. Like yes. Trump cards yeah. play later on, though, yeah. isn't it? When Monster, yeah, but Monster the thing Hunter is, Monster Hunter Four is being made for 3DS now. It's no longer a monopoly. And that that was what that was what the thing about the PSP was that Monster Hunter only existed. That's what on the kept PSP. it going. Yeah, and then mm. three the DS was massively successful anyway. But no one in Japan was ever playing anything other than Monster Hunter on their PSPs. Right. But you kind of had to have one, or you were socially ostracized <laughs> because you couldn't play Monster Hunter, and that made you unable to interact with thirty five percent of the Japanese population. <laughs> anyway, um, yes, obviously, if they release Monster Hunter in Japan and please that market then it'll work I think when Final Fantasy starts rolling out onto it then that'll also help in Japan Any can, more I, can I read out my letter yep. this is from Tim Pike um, he says from your discussion about the best writers going to TV and video games it made me think what games would be really good to move into TV land my thoughts are the Mass Effect or Fallout universes good. or do you think they would fall under the curse of video games making rubbish films what uh, Mass Effect well video games kind of make Sort of rubbish films. Rubbish films. Yeah. They've always made traditionally. Yeah. You always just think, I wish I was. I think playing you know, long form. Because we were talking about how good TV shows were last week for long form stories. Um, Mass Effect would work. That universe would work. Yeah, I mean, although it's not a but video game like, translated into TV show, Walking Dead is a good example where yeah, they've taken a huge universe from the comics and turned it into a really interesting. Do you know what? When I watch Walking Dead, I wish so hard that someone would make a good video game out of it because they're making a game, aren't they? But we've got no idea if it's mm. going to be any good. It probably Same won't with Game be. of Thrones. Yeah, again, the Game yeah. of Thrones game is going to be what free to play, and not that that necessarily means it's going to be. The Last of Us looks like it could have be slightly Walking yeah, Dead. It does, yeah, it? it does. Yeah, it does. It's the survival because I read something the other day that the the infected fungus zombies, whatever you want to call them will only make up something like 10 or 15% of the enemies you encounter in the game. A mm. lot of them will be like other... Wolves, of probably. 
Wolves, lots of wolves. Always popular wolves, aren't they, after an apocalypse? How do wolves survive the apocalypse? Are they like cockroaches? They're canny. I think they do like cockroaches, that mm. might be how they survive. Wow. So yes. So yes. <laughs> All right, well, there you go, Tim. Can we go home now? Uh, I am going to have to go home. Yep. Well, let's just wrap it up. See you next week, everybody. <laughs> Alex, Alex you got to do the charts. Uh, I'm, I'm literally, I don't have time. Should we just say what's coming out do you next week? Talk about the. Um, say what's coming out. And we need to meet and greet. Oh yeah, we've got to talk about. I mean, should we do what's out next week? Right, Alex, do you want to just leave the podcast? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Bye. 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 Hello. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. You're off then. <laughs> He's gone. Uh, okay. So there's a bunch of stuff out this week. All right, isn't soundboard. <laughs> Yay! Quick soundboard away. Okay. Yeah, Alec. All right, here we go then. Okay, so that's uh, FU for this week. Don't forget, please get in touch with us uh, regarding any topic whatsoever. Anything you want to ask us is fine. Even gardening advice. Yes. One of you sent last week. Oh, yeah, send that in. We love a bit of topiary. But don't email us to ask us where Alex has gone because he's just left the podcast. So don't Uh, expect to hear his voice. IGN UK feedback at IGN.com is uh, the email address, and you can hit us up on Twitter and Facebook at IGN UK. Okay, good. Okay. What's um, going on in the world of the charts? Good question. Charts, creeps. The game chart is quite interesting. Really? New games have started to come out, Kez. Some games? Right. Oh, three new entries. You probably can guess what they are. They're Final Fantasy, Metal Gear Solid HD Collection, and Soul Calibur Five. Can you predict their relative positions? Soul Calibur Five at seven? Wait. Soul Calibur Five at eight, I think. Nah. Oh, balls. What is it? Five. Oh, so well. Calibre five at five. Clever. They planned it. Yeah. And yeah. Um, Metal Gear Solid at two. Final Fantasy thirteen. At, part two. At, at thirteen. One. Part two. Thirteen. Oh. Part two at one. Yeah. Yes. Cool. There well, you go. Lots of numbers. Where's for FIFA twelve? FIFA twelve at four. Down one place. Mm. Down three places. Even. You'll be bad. That game sells yeah. so many copies. It's insane. I don't think there's anyone it's left. The best who game have ever. One. It's true. Is lots of crafting. Beautiful game. It has never been as beautiful. I hear. Hey. Poetry. The syntax of that. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? And what's likely to be troubling the charts next week? <laughs> the right. syntax of that. Click. Yeah. Core, so look at beast. that syntax. Yeah, check out that truncate pentameter. Evaluate that syntax. Um, out next week is Catherine. It's a brilliant game. I've heard. <laughs> um, we've also got Grand Slam Tennis, which Keza thinks... It's a may- brilliant game. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and we've also got Reckoning. It's a brilliant game. Um, but the graphics are very 80s and then we've also got uh, we've got Darkness which is is a brilliant, brilliant game, game. <laughs> and <laughs> I, this is better than having him here yeah and the thing is Reckoning probably Reckoning is the only game because it's, it's so massive it could be going for ages that's <laughs> yeah. uh, true I mean Catherine's good because it's got as well as a bit of platform to be yeah <laughs> and that's it yeah <laughs> excellent well any, any of those likely to be a, a candidate for number one next week no. No. Oh. Maybe the darkness too, maybe. But I think all of them will sit somewhere between ten and twenty. Actually. <laughs> oh, okay. Busy week. <laughs> 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 on the uh, disconcertingly vague. Uh, uh, what's happening with movies? On the film side of things, yeah. uh, we had a pretty big new entry last week. Chronicle did really well. It made It's uh, a brilliant game. It's a movie. It's a fucking movie. <laughs> Come you know on, it is. Alex, for God's sake. Jesus. Yeah, no, uh really, really like Chronicle and please see it doing well because it's got no one famous in it. Mm. It's not had a lot of hype around Lots it. Lots of people just... loving it on Twitter. Simon Pegg says it's the best superhero movie he's seen for years. Yeah. I think it's great. And uh, interestingly, um, the director, Josh Trank, is 26 years old and he's the youngest director to hate top him. the charts in Absolute, the US and the UK. Absolutely hate him. Ever? What yeah. a jerk. Wow. What a massive 26. <laughs> uh, How has he managed to direct a huge movie at 26? He, he did a YouTube video, which I should send you, uh... Leia's wedding or Leia's birthday party goes wrong or something I'll put it in the podcast story yeah uh, which is very funny and based off that they were like wow. it's, got, it's got some kind of special effects elements to it they were like have you got a movie in you cool. wow and it turns out he did uh, and at number five <laughs> in your entry Jack and Jill the Adam Sander film oh god, god. almighty um, what is wait. wrong with everyone excruciating and dull <laughs> <laughs> made £848,000 and every one of you who went to see it should be ashamed of yourselves yeah, yeah. anything good coming out this week uh, yeah yeah good stuff <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, some of those movies <laughs> it's in, it'll be very interesting to see what happens to the charts next week because we have The Woman in Black coming out which is a pretty good horror film it's okay it's quite a neat ghost story. It's it was a, 12, a play, right? Twelve A certificate, though, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Why well, don't mind that though? It was, it was a haunting. The haunting. 
It was a plane. Oh yeah, wasn't fair it? enough. A yeah. ghost story doesn't have to have a high certificate to be chilling. No. It needs to be disturbing or un- no unsettling. That doesn't that doesn't necessitate a high certification. If it was disturbing, it would be a high certificate. Yeah, sorry, unsettling. It, it's yeah. good, but it's not as scary as the book or the stage show. Stage show is great. Love <laughs> it's the, it's the, it's the third best version of yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's on the poster. IGN. The third best version you'll see here or watch. But but it stars Daniel Radcliffe, so it'd be interesting to see if he can uh, open a movie without Harry Potter in the title. Every single magazine in the world appears to be running a front cover with Daniel Radcliffe yeah. at yeah. the moment. He still looks a bit weird to me. Mm. Uh, the Muppets is out. So it'd be very interesting to see if people actually care about them anymore. If kids actually want to go and see a Muppet movie. It'll just be us. You'd like them to see it, wouldn't you, Chris? I think it's very funny. Yeah. I've seen it twice now. I think it's really good. And also, it'd be a good date movie. If you're looking for somewhere Day. to take your girl or guy next week. Especially for if Valentine's she's 12. Day. Especially if she's 12. <laughs> yeah. Wow. For our Valentine's Day. Wow. <laughs> Extraordinary. Well, it's cheaper, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> if you go yeah. with someone yeah. plus 16. Uh, no, it'll give you a lovely, fuzzy feeling inside. Fuzzy feeling. If you, <laughs> I, did that. I do yeah. see what you did. If you had a Muppet. Uh, but also, the Star Wars Phantom Menace 3D is coming out. So again, do people still care? Will people go out and yeah, drive Don't Don't it? take your date to see that. No. No. no, no. I was wondering, it's been a few weeks since Michael Fassbender's had a new film out. Is there anything coming <laughs> out with him? Yeah, I'd cross that one out. I wasn't going to talk about that one. Well, but Yeah, Michael Fassbender's got a film coming out called A Dangerous Method. Yeah. Basically, it's Magneto against Aragorn. That's how they're selling it. That's, fair That's enough, how they're selling it, it yeah. in the marketing. Job done. Job done. I would I would see that. You would see that. Really? What's the worst film you've ever I've been taken to see Freud on a date? Versus Young is more appealing. <laughs> what, sorry? What's the worst film you've been taken to see on a date or taken someone to see on a date? Dark City. What's Dark City? Oh, yeah. it's like the, the Matrix knockoff. It was, yeah. It was before the Matrix, I think. Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. I got taken to see the Matrix Reloaded. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that was bad. That was pretty bad, yeah. It's quite a good talking point, actually, if the film's that bad. Well, let's do that then. You know the address to send it to, um, which is almost it, I suppose, for this yeah. week. But we must talk about the pub quiz that's coming up. We're doing a fucking pub quiz. How brilliant is that? It's going to be really good. 22nd of February. Um, it's at your local, Chris. It's at the Phoenix the Phoenix Bar on Charing Cross Road, uh, which I frequent frequently. regularly. He frequents. So that's Leicester <laughs> Square he, or Tottenham He regulates Road, it frequently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Underneath the Phoenix Theatre, but all the details are on our Facebook page yep. and on our website. So. Do come along, though, because it's going to be brilliant fun, but you do have to be over the legal age. Yeah, and you yep. have to yep. um, reply if you, you want if you, if you to reserve a table. Yeah, because there might be too might, many It's going to be mental. It's going to be, be oversubscribed. There's more space than there was at the Christmas do, because yeah. that was a little bit crammed. We're going to have more people, so same problem. Oh, less no. space than yeah. Wembley Stadium. Okay. Somewhere, yeah. somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Somewhere. Good. That's the next one. Yeah. But do look on the site and uh, get details of that. Uh, and I think that should just about do us. Yeah. That's it. Brilliant. Thanks, everybody. You've all been marvellous. So have I. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.